Hi, this is Abhishek Sengupta. You are listening to Abhishek Sengupta Audio Blogs. Now, we are here with another episode of Knowledge Talks. Now, in this episode of Knowledge Talks, we have with us someone special, someone interesting is Dan Hill. Let me give you all a brief introduction of Dan. Dan is based in St. Paul in Minnesota, USA. He is an internationally recognized expert on the role of emotions in politics, business, sports, popular culture, and has spoken to audience in over 25 countries. To capture and quantify emotions, Jan, Dan pioneered the use of facial coding in market research starting in 1998. And his company, Sensory Logic INC, has done work for over half of the world's top 100 consumer oriented B2B companies. Dan has received seven US patents related to facial coding and also a certified facial action coding system practitioner. Dan was educated at St. Olive College, Oxford University, Brown University, and Rutgers University. Dan's latest book consists of Famous Faces Decoded, a guide for reading others. Two Cheers for Democracy, How Emotions Drive Leadership Style and First Blush, People's Intuitive Reaction to Famous Art. In 2014, Dan received front page coverage in the New York Times for his work with professional and NCAA Division One sports team. Other media coverages has ranging from TV appearances on ABC's Good Morning America. That's a very reputed show, very high rated show. Bloomberg TV, CNBC, CNN, CPAD, ESPN, and Fox. Dan, welcome to our show. And it's a pleasure to have you in my show. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Thank you so much, Dan. Dan, we are going straight to the topic. We have selected a very, very interesting topic, emotion and entrepreneurship. As by this time, you all must have noticed that Dan is an expert in emotion and face rating. So we will see how emotion can be taken as a subjective matter and how it can be related with entrepreneurship. So I'm going to the point one, emotion, a subjective overview. Emotion, it is said, a strong force as well as a weakening force. To some people, it makes him or her strong. For others, it makes them weak. That means it either makes you strong or weak. We all face many emotional situations in our day-to-day -day life. Being faced that, we hardly know that emotion as a subject. We would like to understand from you, Dan, about emotion as a subject. Over to you. Sure. So what happened for me is I got lucky in 1998, someone I knew at IBM sent over an article from a Cornell University publication talking about the breakthroughs in brain science and its implications for business. Very specifically that we are largely intuitive, emotional decision makers. For the longest time in business, we have assumed that we are rational decision makers, that we look for the utility, that we are, in other words, Mr. Spock from the, the TV show and movie Star Trek. We are a lot actually like Homer Simpson from The Simpsons. 
we make decisions out of altruism and greed and laziness and frankly stupidity we have tremendous biases and i consider this very liberating because if you're going to really understand your employee base and if you're going to understand your consumer base you have to recognize that there are real really two currencies in business one is dollars or rupees or whatever the currency might be but the other one is emotions and emotions are tremendously contagious. So you need to pay attention to them. And I would argue that most people in business, you know, they're really keen on counting the money. They're not very good at actually recognizing emotions. They're not very emotionally literate. Well, that's a great concept. Dan, I really like one concept which you have just said that in business or in entrepreneurship, we have got two currencies. Number one is, of course, the monetary currency like dollar, rupee, pounds, whatever you take it as. And second is emotion. So emotion is also considered as a currency in business. I think that's, that's something great. It's a very new concept which I learned, honestly speaking, Dan. Yeah, I mean, for, for instance, yeah, we, we talk about you want to have pride in your company. You're trying to motivate your employees. Motivation and emotion have the same root word in Latin, to move, to make something happen. We talk about customer satisfaction. That, that's clearly emotional. Uh, you don't want to confuse people. You want loyalty. Loyalty is really about emotion in the end. I'm, I'm with you. I, I trust you. I'm going to stay with you. I, I'm not going to abandon you or put you down to others and choose a rival. I mean, my God, emotions are so important. And yet we keep falling back to the idea we're just going to make rational decisions by the numbers. Uh, sorry, that's only part of reality. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. You know, you have rightly said that emotion really plays a role in entrepreneurship and business because you said the trust, the loyalty, the love, these all, you know, contribute in some way or other to the business because unless a person is loyal, a customer is loyal, he won't come to me. There are thousands of operators across the globe. So why should a person come to me again and again, again and again? That's all because he has got a loyalty, he has got a respect, he has got a love, he has got a preference. These all are the different types of emotions. Now, I'm, it takes me to my second topic. Uh, in fact, I must say it's, I'm getting deep into this topic right now. Now, emotion and entrepreneurship Entrepreneurship is an amazing journey and it's a challenging journey. It has lots of ups and downs. It goes up, it comes down, it's like that. Rather, I must uh, let me quote the uh, quote in the words of Spencer Johnson uh, as peaks and valleys. Now, needless saying that emotion plays a role in this journey, as you have, you know, you have given us a hint in, in the previous point. Now, in fact, this is something which we cannot avoid. Everyone cannot avoid. None of us can avoid. Now, we would like to understand how emotion and entrepreneurship go hand in hand and how this emotion can be made beneficial in the field of entrepreneurship. Over to you, Dan. Sure. So we should go back to the person who probably really created facial coding and emotional literacy. And that is Charles Darwin. In his work on evolution, he basically said to himself, why do we have emotions? What adaptive advantage do they give us so that we can survive and thrive? Well, what he says in his writings is the people who survive, they're not the strongest. They're not the quickest. I would argue they're not always the richest. I mean, Google wasn't rich when it started out. It's the people who are adaptive. That's what Charles Darwin said. And so if you want to be adaptive, then as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to make adjustments. You have to be agile. When I started my company, I thought I'd do most of my work in the customer experience in stores. 
I made most of my money actually testing advertising and a lot of it in the pharmaceutical field because they had bigger price points, they were more sophisticated, they understood the importance of science and so they accepted the science of facial coding. So that is one point that's really important. You gotta be adaptive if you're an entrepreneur and, and Charles Darwin was onto that. The, the second thing is that emotions are really contagious. So as an entrepreneur, it's a high stress environment. You quite possibly have no money or the money you got is from some investor and they want to return sooner than later. And you're out there trying to sell and figure out how to put your team together and find your clients and all of that. And the really interesting thing to me is it's kind of like dating. You want to be attractive. You want to be honest because eventually if you're not honest, it's going to show itself through. But what you really don't want to come across is as desperate. Who wants to date someone who's desperate, you know, to find a relationship? It's just not attractive. So as an entrepreneur, as you're going through all the stress, what you can't give into is fear because fear freezes you. Fear makes it seem like you're a loser. People want to identify with winners. They want to be part of the glow of success. And so even though you're feeling this tremendous fear inside yourself, almost undoubtedly as an entrepreneur, you can't give it away. Excellent, excellent. You have, you know, uh, you have actually noted a lot of emotions which goes on play from stage one, stage two, stage three, in the different stage of the business, but not only from business, I must say during our professional life. So that's throughout. And secondly, you have always said that, you know, there are certain emotions which are good. There are certain emotions which are not good. As you have said, the desperation is not good. Fear is a negative emotion like that. So that's why it's intermingling of each other, you know, emotion and entrepreneurship. I must not say entrepreneurship, any kind of professional activity involves emotion in some way or other. Yeah. Now, this takes me to my next point, power of emotion and entrepreneurship. Now, in professional life, emotion play a positive as well as a negative role. In fact, it is the power which can make or break a person. We have seen many people doing wrong things under the influence of emotion, whereas we have seen the people who pick up the emotion as a challenge and they excel in life. The emotion has got both the powers. It has got positive power, it has got negative power. Now, this power has can be used for the business excellence. Now, in fact, you wrote a book on this as well, Emotionomics, the liberating emotion for business success. I was just going across the little details of the book. Now, understanding this, we would like to know from you uh, about the power of emotion and how to make the emotion as a positive force for business. And also we would like to know about the term which is coined by you, that is emotionomics. Over to you. Sure. So there are actually seven emotions that you can capture through facial coding, through people's expressions, and these are universal. So they include happiness and surprise. They also include anger, fear, sadness, disgust, and contempt. So seven emotions, universal, but I can tell you right now that two of them, anger and happiness, predominate. For most people, in most situations, they are about 70% of our emoting. So if you're trying to figure out major markets, emotionally speaking, to sell into, the China in India of the world, or the China, India, US, the world, you need to really start with happiness and anger. And they both have, I love your point, because they both have a positive aspect to them and they have a negative aspect. 
So happiness would seem really obvious to be positive. You know, happiness as an emotion is I want to approach you. I want to hug you. I embrace your branded offer. I'm going to buy what you're selling. We're now going to be allies. That's all great. But I'll, I'll point out one thing, for instance, which I mentioned in, in Emotionomics, which is in marketing sometimes, you know, to try to get the audience's attention, we'll tell jokes, we'll tell humor. And, and that can be great, but I don't run a business usually unless I'm Jerry Seinfeld based on humor. I got to get people to remember my offer. And sometimes the humor overshadows what I'm actually selling as a product. So the humor can be distracting. It doesn't really fit the purpose. Let's switch to anger. Now, the, the rap on anger would be it's a negative emotion. We all know people who, you know, explode. They, they want to punch someone, hit someone. So they're approaching like to take you on in, in a battle. Um, well, obviously that has some downsides. Uh, you scream at your employees too many times in a row. Uh, you're, you're looking for new employees. Uh, if they got any options, they're going to leave and move on. On the other hand, as an entrepreneur or in general in business, you do in some ways want anger as long as it's modulated as long as it's under control, because anger is also about, I want to make progress. I want to control my destiny. I want to break through barriers. So you want to figure out how you're going to navigate against your competitors. You want to keep moving forward. You cannot, especially as an entrepreneur, you cannot be lax and sit back and think you're okay. You're never okay. There's always somebody who's going to emerge as a threat to you. So that anger is a, is a way to propel you forward. And so of all the emotions, yes, they all have their importance. But those two are the most important of all. Well, that's a really a great concept. You have rightly said we have got seven emotions, of course, but predominantly happiness and anger probably predominate because because either person is happy. It, it, I must say these are two extreme ends, either positive end or extreme back end. And of course, each kind of emotion has its own impact. Uh, you know, it, it has got bad impact it has got good impact as well and of course as whatever you said whenever you're in a business whenever you are in a in, in a professional world we have to increase the positive emotions absolutely now it takes me to my next point you know emotion and marketing emotion plays an important role in business marketing in fact marketing is a game of connecting emotions now if the emotions are connected the marketing is always a success now this is with reference to your book about face secrets of emotionally effective advertisement now we would like to know from you how emotion can be a benefit for business marketing over to you dan sure well the the part of the brain that's especially emotionally oriented is also the part of the brain where your your memory device called the hippocampus operates so what's the first thing you want to do in advertising you don't want it to throw it on the air or put it in print and have it disappear that nobody notices it and no one remembers it so if you want to break through the clutter and be memorable you actually have to be emotionally engaging that's why i created a new term yes i created the term emotionomics because if you go back to adam smith the father of economics he also was a philosopher but he wrote about human emotions and our lives so he he did two studies simultaneously and we should put them back together. Um, but the important thing is in, in marketing, we should also put them back together. Too often we take the rational approach that I mentioned earlier, and we think it's all about being on message. I'm gonna hit them over the head with the price and I'm gonna tell them why they should buy it. I'm gonna scream it at them and repeat it several times. That's on message. You also have to be on emotion. You need to create the right emotion at the right time to capture them. 
And what one thing do you want most besides ultimately happiness? You actually want surprise. You want to have something that they don't expect in the advertisement that makes them go, oh, geez, what's that? <laughs> and they lean forward into the TV set. They, they stay on that page of the, of the newspaper or the magazine. Uh, they stay longer on the website page because you know, now it's sticky for them. It's, it's captured their intrigue. And, and that's what's really important. And I think too often in business, uh, companies just fall back to, you know, the product's the hero. No, no, the product's not the hero. It's the customer who's the hero because they're the revenue stream. And the way they're gonna respond is through emotions. Uh, I'll mention that famous British philosopher, Mick Jagger, because he got it right in the song, Can't Get No Satisfaction, where he sings, more and more of this useless information supposed to fire my imagination, I can't get no satisfaction. If you don't give them surprise and you don't give them satisfaction, you don't have a piece of marketing. Wow, that's a great, it's, it's, it's an amazing concept, Vishwabh. I, I must say it's a new definition for uh, marketing. As you have said, if you don't give them satisfaction, you don't you know, uh, give them some what exactly they are looking at, there is no, it's not an effective marketing at all. So uh, it's, it's an amazing concept which we learned from you, Dan. Now, this takes me to my next point, emotion and business leadership. Now, in business, leadership is very, very important. Now, leadership acts as the brain for business. Now, good leadership leads to growth and development of the company. Now, making a right leadership decision is not that easy. This requires a lot of efforts, a lot of experiences. Now, emotion can be uh, a facilitator for a good leadership. Now, this has a reference from your book, Two Cheers for Democracy, how emotions drive leadership style. Now, we would like to understand the same concept with respect to business and entrepreneurship. Over to you, Dan. Sure. So let's start with the first part of the book, which is where I went through and I looked at every U.S. president. They've been rated by presidential scholars as to their effectiveness in office. So I went through, I facially coded photographs and so forth of them, video in some cases, and then I correlated. I looked for an algorithm as to what was emotionally effective. So what it turns out is the most powerful determinant is actually staying away from sadness. As a leader, you have a lot of things on your plate. What sadness does, and it has a positive aspect, which I think we're gonna get to later when we talk about COVID-19, but the, the negative side of sadness is that it can slow you down. It slows you down physically. It can slow you down mentally. Leaders are driving an organization forward. They can't really slow down. They don't have that luxury, unfortunately. And so I found that in my study of presidents, those people who kind of waffled and leaned back and got despondent, those were not the good presidents. I also looked at foreign leaders, uh, particularly since World War II, particularly for larger company, uh, countries rather. And what I found there was really interesting in terms of, did they have a more open and inclusive culture? I mean that both in terms of diversity, but I really mean it in terms of innovation. Because, you know, the pace of innovation these days means that a lot of companies are going to be obsolete tomorrow. How do you bring people with you? How do you invite new ideas? How do you avoid closing down the conversation? It turns out the people who are bullies, who are tyrants, uh, the leaders who don't allow those kinds of conversations tend to score really high for both the emotion of anger, because they're getting mad at you, and disgust. And disgust means 
bad taste, bad smell, my nose wrinkles, for instance, my upper lip curls, like I there's something that stinks and I don't want to smell it or taste it and I'm trying to get away from it. That means you're creating a distance between you and your employees or your business allies or your sponsors. And, and that's not a good thing. Now there's one other emotion involving leaders, which I think is really intriguing, which is contempt. With contempt, you get a little smirk at the corner of the mouth. It's, it's kind of like a smile, but it's not a smile. Uh, and it plays two different ways. If you have contempt along with, for instance, happiness, that's often a sign of someone who's kind of cocky, kind of confident. And we do like confident people because we think they're gonna win and we wanna be with them when they win. But if you are showing contempt and then you have anger, now you're really a scorning, dismissive person. And you're right back in that situation, like discussed, where you are closing down ideas, the very ideas you need to succeed and thrive as a business. Wow. Uh, I never thought, you know, the emotion and these things can go that deep. Honestly speaking, uh, you know, before speaking to you, I was not considering emotion as a subjective topic. You know, the depth which you are explaining this emotion with, with related to, you know, entrepreneurship, with related to uh, leadership, this is really something, uh, you know, something to learn, I must say. And of course, you always said, uh, you have just said that how, you know, leadership and, you know, uh, emotion can go hand in hand and it can also act as an input for leadership because there are different inputs which, you know, uh, emotion goes on as emotion is a natural, you know, it's a natural, uh, it's a natural tendency, I must say, it's a natural expression, I must say. But of course, there are certain emotions which need to be taken away because as, as you have rightly, as a US president, you have to keep yourself away from sadness, of course because you have a lot in a plate so certain emotions we have to take and certain emotions we have to give it a mess now you have rightly mentioned the COVID-19 situation is also you know one of the uh, one of the very very uh, you know depressing uh, situation worldwide so this takes me to the next uh, point emotion and COVID-19 situation now you know from last year pandemic affected the whole world its impact on the business and specifically on entrepreneurs are quite huge there are many uh, you who are struggling with their business there are many who have to shut down their business across the globe no here the play of emotion can be of great impact can be beneficial as well now could you enlighten us the ways uh, using which uh, you know a person on an entrepreneur could benefit from emotion under this depressing circumstances over to you Sure. Well, first of all, you know, I need to acknowledge, you know, as someone who cares about emotions and people, I need to acknowledge the tremendous suffering that has gone on in the last year or two. Just the other night, I had dinner with a friend and his father died of COVID-19. Um, and we say COVID-19, but truthfully, we're in COVID-21 and we may have COVID-22. Uh, hopefully we don't have COVID-23 because I've had enough of this and I'd like to go on. Uh, but to answer your question from a business point of view, I mentioned sadness earlier. And yes, it has a downside. It can make you uh, slow down physically and mentally, but it can also make you slow down and pay attention to something and rethink it. And that is the benefit on the other hand, because almost all emotions have an upside and a downside to them. I think really all of them do. And I think that's the value of sadness. It's almost as if nature is saying to you, something went wrong and don't do it again. Don't just rush back into the situation and repeat the same error as you just made. So what we're seeing in America, and I don't know if it's true in India and elsewhere, but I suspect it probably is, 
is that it's as if the entire world's workforce and their owners, uh, you know, have sat back now and they're having almost like a collective midlife crisis. They are trying to rethink their their jobs, their companies, the sector, the economy they're in, maybe how to go to market. And so the downtime, if you use it right, and there are good studies to show that the slowdowns in the economy are often the moments when the smart companies jump ahead. Their their opponents are kind of wallowing in the mire and they're you know despondent and, and tired and confused. And some people take it as an opportunity to jump ahead. So in America, a lot of companies are you know facing workers who are leaving. They have to now figure out how to hold on to that talent uh, and get new talent. Uh, we've had tremendous. It's called it's being called in America the Great Resignation. Something like three percent of our workforce in the month of April, in one month alone, three percent of the workforce quit their current company. So I'm just about to publish a new book called Blah Blah Blah: A Snarky Guide to Office Lingo. And although I'm making fun of the ways we talk in the office and so forth, I actually have a very serious underlining point, which is the workplace could be better. Because yes, you need customers, but you also need employees who are going to be there for you, uh, who are going to be loyal and give you continuity. Because the best companies retain their workforce; they don't just you know go through them, you know, churning through workforce and losing people. They retain workers, and so can we make the workplace better? And so I'm hoping that in this moment of pause, we look at things. We are humane. We are recognizing the suffering and the needs and the goals of our staff. We don't take them for granted because we shouldn't take even life for granted right now. And then we we seriously recharge ourselves and try to find a new, higher plane. That's my hope. Uh, I am an eternally optimistic person, uh, although I recognize you know human nature. Uh, but I, I hang in there, and I think this is an opportunity. I, I truly believe that. Well, that's an excellent explanation. I must say, you know, it's a very, very inspiring explanation. But you have rightly quoted that, you know, at times, you know, downtimes or the down, when the businesses are low, when the world is facing a downtime, those are the excellent time to bounce back. To plan something new, probably add a new business vertical, or to look for certain diversification. I think it's 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 a wonderful message which you have imparted. At the same time, of course, you know the world. We are also optimistic and hopeful. You know there should be some downward link. You know it's a downward trend towards you know COVID nineteen. We should not rise up again. We have seen first wave. We have seen second wave. Probably we are now preparing in India for the third wave. Now uh, let's see. Now of course we are hopeful. It should not be COVID twenty three. Right now, let's, yes. <laughs> and let's let let the economic activities start definitely. Now, I'm uh, from the entrepreneurship and emotion topic. I'm getting a little deeper into the emotion. Uh, Robert Plutnik's Wheel of Emotion. Now, as I said, I'm deviating a little bit from the ongoing topic. Now, Robert Plutnik's Wheel of Emotions. The Robert Plutnik was a professor emeritus of Albert Einstein College of Medicine and adjunct professor at University of South Florida. He received his PhD degree from Columbia University and he was also a psychologist. He authored and co-authored many books, many articles and many essays like he made a wheel of emotion. It visualizes eight basic emotions. Number one is joy. Number two is trust. Number three, fear. Number four, surprise. Number five, sadness. Number six, disgust. 
number seven, anger, and number eight, anticipation. Now, this is an important concept while studying emotion. Dan, could you help us to know a little brief about this wheel of emotion? Over to you. Sure. No, I, I love Plutchek, and I think his color wheel of emotions is very attractive because it's so well organized. I, I think sometimes people approach emotions and say, well, they're just messy, and I'd love to put them to the side, and I'd like to get back to my numbers and my spreadsheet. But he's done a wonderful job of pulling this together. So his first main point, besides using the color to, to help make it you know easy to follow, is that he, he points out these contrasts. And I think there's one out of all of them that's the most important. Uh, so often we say that trust is the emotion of business, you know, that we are, yeah, we're counting on the fact that I, I put down my money and now you're going to follow through and you're going to give me what I thought I was paying for. And the service is going to be good and you're going to be there for me. Well, lo and behold, what is the opposite of trust? It's contempt. Because contempt, I, I did mention earlier that it can be a sign that you're kind of confident, you got a certain swagger to you. I also said if it's combined with anger, you can be really scolding and putting people down. But essentially what contempt is, is I don't trust you and I don't respect you and I find you beneath me. Somehow you, you disappointed me and I no longer go with you. So I call this the emotion of both bankruptcy and divorce. Because there are studies to show when they use this in marriage counseling that it was the most reliable indicator that the couple would not stay together. They now entirely discount everything the other person said. They don't believe in them. <laughs> They're done with them, basically. This is a tremendous problem in politics and in business. And politics is a problem because if you have two candidates debating, if you can make the voters believe that the opponent isn't trustworthy, then everything they say in the debate will be discounted and, and ignored, which is great. It's kind of like disarming your rival. They, they no longer have a gun or a sword. They got nothing. Uh, in business, you know, it is the sign of bankruptcy because, you know, we want customer satisfaction. Now I have dissatisfaction and it's so deep and so toxic that they don't trust you and they're not going to come back. I mean, it is a dead end. You know, it's not the customer journey, it's a dead end <laughs> into the road and you didn't give them what they really wanted, which was a two-way street. You know, you gave them something, they gave, gave you something back. You, you failed to honor that deal. And so in Plutchik's Wheel, uh, as great as it is, I think that's the most important part of it. Wow, that's an excellent, excellent explanation, I must say, Dan. You have rightly quoted, it is, it is not only involved with entrepreneurship, but every part of life. It is involved yeah. in some way or other, especially you have rightly said in, in our personal life, in, you know, in our marriages, in our professional you know, life and everywhere this is there. So I think, you know, these all, the, you know, combination of eight emotion, what I, I, I can say, I'm not an expert in emotion, but I can say this eight emotions really make our life. This really make our life, it make us happy, it make us sad, it makes us excited, it makes us angry. Now it's, uh, you know, right control of emotion, as you have rightly said, can lead us to a better result, lead us to success and lead us to some positive and vice versa. If you don't control uh, our negative emotion, it can go to a downhill, of course. So, Dan, it was a wonderful session, a wonderful session with you. And uh, would you like to say any closing comments? Yeah, I would actually. So I think emotions really do go every place. So obviously they're the emotions of your customers and your employees, but they're your own emotions. They're, they're being in touch with yourself and knowing what's going on. And let's face it, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, 
you know, you have probably a significant other. It could be a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend. You've got family members. You're probably drawing on for advice, maybe financial support. You need all of these people with you. So, you know, again, emotions are going to matter from so many different aspects of your life. It's very holistic. And so that's why they really merit the attention that you've very kindly given it in this podcast episode here today. Thank you so much, Dan. So it was a wonderful session with Dan Hill. And, you know, of course, we have learned some subjective matters about emotion. Emotion is a great power, how we can use emotion in our day-to-day life, in our professional life, in our personal life. So if any of you would like to connect with Dan, I will give the link of his website using which you can uh, connect with Dan. If you want, you can read his blog, some of the finest blog I have seen in his website. Please, please visit his website and you can also follow him in Twitter. Some of the amazing posts, even today also he has given some very good posts in Twitter. In fact, yeah, probably it was yesterday for you and today for us. You know, that's the time gap. To my Apple podcast listeners, I would request you for a review. I want an honest review how my podcast is helping you and enhancing your life. Thank you so much, Dan, for being a part of the show. I'll be back with many such episodes. Till then, stay tuned, stay connected. Have a great day.